Welcome everyone to another amazing episode of the Human Experience Podcast. This is your host Eldin Hassa and my returning guest is one and only Tanya the Herbalist. She's an incredible human being. She spends her entire life talking about health and well-being. She's a freedom fighter and an activist, educating people on what they, um, what they can do for their health and well-being. And also, she's very much clued up in what is truly going on out there in the world. First of all, in Canada, where she's from, United States, neighboring countries and the rest of the world. She has an amazing business with, uh, I think, three other co-founders, which we're going to talk about more details about that. And they've had some incredible expert guests share the truth of what is going on and how there is nothing to be worried about, um, about the COVID-19 or the pandemic or the scamdemic, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've been saying this for over two years now. So welcome, Tanya. Thanks so much for having me, Eldon, again. It's part two, so I enjoy it. Yeah, so last time we we had you um, talk about your incredible, inspiring story, how you've been making yeah. a lot of money in a corporate world, and then obviously you decided it's not for me anymore because you had, um, you know, mental health issues. You had a lot of different kind of also physical Very health issues, right. and the sick mother, and you know how the big farmer was responsible, and then you did a lot of research to help yourself, help your mother, help your entire family. And now, you know, this is the reason why you are the way you are today. Tanya, the herbalist, expert on herbalism uh, amongst many other things. And, you know, I got to say to people, what you do day in, day out to shine the, the light, you know, of love, kindness and compassion to empower humanity it's, you know, my hat off to you, you and your team and you, and your network. I mean, you're doing a wonderful job, not just for Canada, for people in Canada, but, uh, you know, around the world. So um, let's talk about your current work, what you are most passionate about and how you have managed to remain healthy and sane in somewhat, you know, crazy world. In an insane world. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, obviously being an herbalist, I think right now more than ever, it's so important for people to learn about plant medicine and especially the plants that are around them. Um, so like one of my biggest sellers is I have a medicinal herb guide for beginners. It's only $7, but what's nice about it. And I have different levels on how much you want to learn about herbalism, but it's a nice guide just to be able to learn about plant medicine, everything from anxiety to sleep, to women's health and men's health and detoxing, um, and also includes like images so that you can actually just learn about the plants and identify the plants all around you. Because I think right now, a lot of people don't know that the FDA has an extensive list of natural medicine and, and plants that they want to try to remove from being able to use it. Um, and some of them are ridiculous, like something as simple as dandelion, which is, you know, it grows wild and we have it everywhere, but they, and, you know, they want to try and stop its ability to be able to be sold and things like that. However, if people understand and learn about the plants and know what's outside, well, the government can't stop you from going outside and picking plants, right? So it's so important, I think, now more than ever, people to understand what healing they can actually do through plant medicine. Um, so that's one of my biggest things that I work on right now. I, I do consultations and I have programs. I'm just teaching you about herbalism or how to heal yourself through nature. Um, and then, of course, the activism role comes in as well, because like you said, it was only through my own personal, you know, struggles and family struggles did I learn how the corruption behind big pharma did I kind of fall into plant medicine. And when you recognize and you follow the money, I always say when you follow your the money you found you find your enemy. And essentially, big pharma's got their hands tied into everything that's happening right now. Um, so naturally, when you know, COVID came around, it was very evident that there was a lot of hands and money involved into what's happening right now because they're eliminating any natural treatments. I have helped so many people that were suffering from COVID and there are natural ways to do that. And within three to five days max, they were better. 
And they, why are they suppressing this information? Why don't they want people to know that there's means without a vaccine to be able to help yourself if you get sick? And it's, it's very corrupted. And so through that, um, I actually originally created, um, I was like the, the, I guess the, the mother of the freedom organization, which is what you're talking about. It's the entity where we had four pillars of truth, myself, Amanda, Alicia, and Danny, who came together and founded the freedom organization and said, let's create an online platform that can really educate people and empower people. And, um, what we do is rerun polls as well. On top of having uh, Freedom for Truth conferences is what we call them, where we bring in, like you said, experts and things like that. So everything from Dr. Du du Dr. Buttar, Judy Mikovits, the scientist Denis Rancourt, David Icke. Um, I mean, we've had so many people that I almost can't even think of all the names right there now. There is a lady, uh, Dr. Madej, right? Dr. Uh, Carrie Madej yeah, was on there as well. as well. We've had the lawyer Rocco Galati. Um, there's just so many episodes that we've had with so many, like, you know, fantastic names and experts. Now, whether or not we agree 100% with all of their perspective is irrelevant. It's a matter of providing their truths and their stories and their expertise to share it so that everyone can decipher this information for themselves. And so we brought the Freedom for Truth conferences that allows people to be able to ask questions at the end of their, you know, what they have to share so that they can actually interact with these experts, but then also provide polls. And these polls gives them the ability, because I'm sure you see it, we've got polls all over the place saying, you know, we have the government that will pull something on the media that will say, look, 74% of people here in Canada agree with the vaccine passport. But that's not accurate. They will literally pull it out of nowhere and say that this is accurate, but it's actually not. So we've ran a poll, for example, um, that was very eye-opening. And out of like 22,000 responses that you can't ignore, one of them, for example, is, you know, do you agree with wearing a mask or do you trust your government? And like 99% of people trusting the government said no. And so it's like, they're very much inflating it. So we run these polls so that people have the power to be able to share their opinions and see true numbers and true information but it also gives hope. It also gives hope to recognize that we know that the media lies because the pharma funds the media and the media, you know, works for the pharma. So when you, like I said, follow the money, you recognize that what they're telling you on the media is just very much one-sided so that they can push their narrative when 74% of, it's actually 74% of people, if not more, didn't want the vaccine passport, but they will never tell you that. So that's also what we're working on in terms of the activism front to be able to empower and educate people to know, you know, the other side of the narrative, but then also to empower yourself with knowing your rights. If we had Rocco Galati, who's a top constitutional lawyer here in Canada, sharing, you know, how unlawful what's happening right now, especially in Canada and what they're trying to push here in terms of mandates. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. I'm going to dive deep into a couple of, uh, you know, let's dissect and and have people understand when you keep saying, you know, follow the money. I say to people, you know, Tanya, the herbalist is probably um, the real health professional because mm -hmm. back in the day, you see, you know, the medical science as we know it today, the modern medicine, right? Mm -hmm. These people, I, in my personal view and in the view of many experts, they should not be called health professionals because they, right. A, they cannot do anything for your health. They have no skill set or the ability. They're just, you know, pill pushers. They are legal drug dealers who exactly. are actually working for the profits um, of the big pharma and their own profits. That's the reality. So just a short summary of how back in the day, there were only in existence people like you and they were called doctors, right? And how, Correct. what we know as, as the medical practitioners today, the Western medicine, how did this, this come about and how, you know, the, the educational system to, to qualify it as a doctor um, became, came about, if you will, and, and who was behind it? Let's follow the money. And can you tell our audience the short story? Um, you know, some of them might know it, but I guess a lot of them are, uh, clueless about what truly happened all those years ago. Right. Well, you're definitely right. And people don't recognize how 
involved it is, but essentially it started with Rockefeller, John Rockefeller, John D. Rockefeller. A lot of people knew him as like, you know, he's one of the richest men in modern history. Um, and he actually had a monopoly in the oil market, in America's, North America's oil market. Um, but many people don't recognize where that stemmed from. He controlled 90% of the petroleum refineries in North America. But through that is how he was able to leverage his way into the medical industry. So, um, you know, in, in the early 1900s, late, late 1800s, um, there was scientists that had breakthroughs when it came to vitamins, like discovering vitamins B1, B2, biotin, vitamin C, and all of that. And they made a huge step forward in being able to know that these vitamin deficiencies were a big part of um, healing sicknesses like scurvy, which was on the rise, right? And so that they were able to start um, through these discoveries, scientists were involved in researching and recreating the synthetic versions of these vitamins in labs. So vitamin C being one of the main ones is the first vitamin that was actually artificially synthesized in, uh, I believe, Switzerland. Well, Rockefeller through there obviously saw this as the big opportunity and the possibility that vitamins and medications can be developed through petroleum, which they were. So he not only took control and monopolized, monopolized um, the industries through his petroleum, but those through that strategy, he teamed up with a gentleman called Andrew and started funding the medical schools all across America on the strict condition that they only taught allopathic medicine treatments. So there was the, the complete medical system, the complete natural system. So teaching on diet or natural treatments was completely removed from the medical systems through the power of their grants. So what they did is they actually dismantled the previous curriculum in the medical schools, completely removing healing, the healing power of herbs or natural treatments and brought in the allopathic system. Now, what's crazy is after removing the traditional medicine from the schools, Rockefeller literally secured his monopoly by launching like smear campaigns against anyone who chose to still try to heal naturally. So homeopathy, natural medicine, herbalism, all of it was completely discredited and demonized through newspapers and they media. They were called quacks, which, right? They were called yeah, quacks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and through their funding and the grants through the family of Rockefeller's, who controlled also the media, they demonized them through the media where some, some doctors were actually even jailed, completely jailed for even using natural medicine, which is the original form of medicine. This is God's medicine. Well, you, so can't, you treatment... can't patent, you can't patent uh, valerian right. or garlic or dandelion, right. you know, you can't, you can't patent. patent anything that comes from the earth, but you can patent anything that's made in a lab. Right. Exactly. And you can put uh, addictive chemicals so they keep coming back to the same product over and they get addicted. Right. For the next that's 30 right. years. That's right. Um, and it's, that's exactly it. So what happened is those doctors were jailed and everything. And then a very, in a very, very short period of time, medical colleges and schools all across the world, eventually almost, especially North America, and the Western world, all the students were only taught allopathic medicine and medicine is now defined as prescribing patentable drugs. So it's yep. like a pill for an ill became America's medicine. So you can't even learn natu naturopathic medicine or natural medicines in the medical system, which also helps you understand why doctors, a lot, most of the doctors agree with what's going on right now because they've been so indoctrinated by the medical system that is run by the same people that are doing exactly what's happening right now. So for example, when I say follow the money, people don't recognize that cancer treatment itself is a trillion dollar industry that, you know, the founder of the American Cancer Society was no other than the same John Rockefeller in the early 1900s. And you're talking about a cancer treatment is on average $150,000 per patient. Um, so they've got themselves so heavily involved where myself as a natural healer, we understand that cancer is very much involved with livelihood from your diet to your mindset, to what you're consuming, to what you're putting on your body. You know, why is there so many people that have healed themselves naturally from cancer, but yet the only cancer treatment that you're legally allowed to do by a doctor legally 
It is illegal to treat cancer with any other modality other than chemotherapy, surgery, or radiation. It is illegal. You can actually lose your medical license and be charged if you treat a cancer patient with anything else, especially natural. So when you see these types of influence in the system and in the legal system, you know that it's a very corrupted system that they're now allowing you to try to heal any other way naturally, especially now even during COVID. Yeah. I mean, the reason being is that they don't make money from health. They make money from sickness, from the right? Sick. Yeah, they, make, they make money from, uh, you know, having a customer for the next 30 to 50 years. That's that's, that's where it. they make money from. And if they're going to find a way that... They say uh, a customer cured is a customer lost, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So that's why, and this is the... I don't know if uh, my audience is aware, but I, I heard that in Canada and in United States, the medical doctors during their study of seven years to qualify as a doctor, they only spend 12 hours studying about nutrition. That's right. And I think in their, their, not just that, even less hours. than that on vaccines. I, th I believe it's like three days, not even on vaccines. Oh yeah, no, no. They, they so know how to administer. You. They know how to administer. They don't know... And talking about vaccines, I know you've had a lot of experts on your show and you've done a lot of research yourself. Um, you know, we spoke before the recording, the, there are many countries in Europe, they've removed all the restrictions, all the COVID restrictions, like the Norway recently yeah. announced that uh, COVID-19 is nothing more than uh, flu. Influenza. And they, 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 they removed all the restrictions all the restaurants and clubs and bars and everything is open. No need for uh, COVID pass, uh, COVID passport. No need for negative tests to enter anywhere. No need to show that you have been vaccinated or not to enter anywhere. Denmark has done this even before Norway. I, I understand Ireland is removing all the restrictions as of uh, October 22nd. And many other countries, Croatia, as well. Many other countries are following suit, Brazil as well. And I want to ask you what your views are based on where you are in Canada at the moment. What is your personal well, experience? And It's insanity and you... to see these countries remove these restrictions while here in Canada, they've now, in Ontario, especially where I am, it's insane. Um, they have now not only mandated to go to restaurants, to go to gyms, you need a vaccine passport. They've also, a lot of businesses and companies, corporations are actually mandating it for employees. So when we actually have been low, like we've had, um, we've been low on nurses and doctors for a very long time or so they've said for years that they've been trying to recruit for nurses and because it's overwhelming our healthcare system. And now they are firing nurses or doctors or any healthcare workers that are refusing to get the vaccine. And if you're, and if they are going to stay, they're saying, fine, you can stay, but you have to get tested this many times a week at your own expense. So now they're being forced to say, well, I've got to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars every single month just to be able to take the test to keep my job. And like you said, this is medical rape. This is medical coercion. You know, you don't have to bribe people to keep their job in order to keep a vaccine that now, now the cases are actually climbing ironically when the vaccine came out. And to me, it's, it's unbelievable because I know so many people whose family members, including my own, who have been against this the entire time and only now are falling into the pressure because they're worried about a job or they're worried about not being able to be part of a sport association or they're worried that they might not be able to socialize their with their friends in restaurants. And this is the type of pressure and tyranny that they're putting on people to say, no job, no job. And it's insanity to see this happen right now because someone like myself, who's been a freedom fighter, who hasn't worn a mask since this mandate even came out, you're aware of the businesses that don't support it. And you're aware of the businesses that you can support and that allow that freedom of choice. And it's much the same way with the vaccine. I, the very same week that this vaccine passport came out, I was in a restaurant that same weekend. Because, you know, if you understand and you know your rights and you present that, 
well, then you feel empowered and you know that it's not going to stand. And there's a lot of businesses that understand that, right, that understand I cannot enforce this. It's not legal. And I'm going to hold myself liable if I enforce this. And a lot of businesses don't recognize that. And employees don't recognize that. So um, it's, it's a lot of fear mongering in order to comply. And I definitely don't think it's going to be sustainable. Maybe they're making an example out of Canada because we do have a very weak population that unfortunately doesn't think very much for themselves. There's a minority of us that are able to decipher what's going on. But I still say that it won't be sustainable because if that many people, they were, they were telling us before this mandate, they were saying here in Canada, upwards of 80 to 90% have received their vaccine. Okay, fine. Let's just say that that's true. If that was true, why would they have to go to the extent of saying you need it for your job? That's just proof that they didn't have that percentage and that this is the way for them to be able to enforce that many more people to get the vaccine. It should be a freedom of choice. And people are saying, well, it's to protect others. You don't have a choice if you're putting other people at risk. Okay, fair enough. Let's just say, let's just say that we're going to stick to that argument right now for just argument's sake but yet you can still transmit it and get it with the vaccine. So whose life are you really saving? Because they're like, oh, but it reduces the symptoms. Okay, well, asymptomatic is what most people have been. So most people didn't even know that they have it. And now the vaccinated people think that they're the holy grail and savior for all of this, but yet you're still able to transmit it and to give it. So it's just a load of you know, BS, unfortunately, because people are thinking that they're doing the right thing or being you know, indoctrinated to believe that they're doing the right thing but yet you're still in point A. You can still transmit it. You can still get it. By the way, you still have to wear your mask. By the way, you still are not free anymore. Um, and so it's just, it's medical coercion. It's tyranny. It's unbelievable to see it. And here in Canada, they're making an example along with Australia. Yeah, absolutely. My mother, she's in Australia. My uncle, two aunties. I've got loads of cousins and family all in Melbourne. My mom, she's just outside Melbourne. And yes, like my heart goes to them and I speak to all of them every single day. And, you know, they, they, they basically, you know, in a Nazi concentration camp, that's where they are. Oh, and for example, is. my uncle, uh, so my mom, she had a vaccine. She's 74 years old, um, lives alone. And she had some existing conditions before the COVID-19 pandemic, pandemic. And she was um, coerced into having it, right? She kept refusing for many months. And I think uh, probably about four or five months ago, she had the first one and then the second one recently. You know, touch wood, she's all right. But like my uncle was telling me, for his job, they told him um, October 18th is the date for him to either have the confirmation that he has booked himself to have a first vaccine or have had the vaccine already otherwise he uh, you know no no jab no job and uh, and he's actually subcontractor for this company so even though he, he they call it a job but it's his own business right and so he's like oh my god i'm gonna lose this big contract and i said well you contact the lawyer Whoever yeah, is exactly. your employer and is forcing you because they're just passing it down. Like, you know, the government said it has to be done. Well, you know, you say to the employer, um, show me, show me the legal document That's where exactly it says, it. Yeah. I'm going to send it to my solicitor, to my lawyer. If my lawyer says by there is a legislation, there is law which requires me to, I'll take it. No problem. That's what I said to my uncle. I said, you do it like that. Do not, because he said, I'll never take it. I said, well, you know, stand in your truth, stand in your power. And, and actually there is um, uh, what you said, how the first weekend when they announced the vaccine passports in Canada, uh, I personally never wore a mask, not even on public transport. You know, mm -hmm. uh, when they, when everybody was double masked, I was wearing a badge. I'm exempt. Thank you. And they were looking at me like I was this, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then I, I stopped even wearing a badge. And yeah. then um, when they started introducing vaccine passports, or they tried actually in the UK, they have never introduced, but I saw the legal documents saying under the um, Disability Discrimination Act 2010, this is for the United Kingdom, 
by law, any you know, owner of the business cannot ask you to provide evidence. So if, if they say, can you show me the uh, vaccine passport? You say, no, I am right. exempt. You don't have to wear a badge. You don't have to have any documented evidence. And this is actually on, on the Same UK here. government website. Yeah, I know. And, and that's exactly it. People don't educate themselves to know that they're right. Because now what's happening is like, people want a medical exemption. Fine. Let's just say you, you, you don't want to fight the legal route. Okay, well, there's a medical exemption. Well, I have someone who's saying, well, my employer is not accepting my medical exemption because the College of Physicians here in Ontario has it listed that these are the only medical exemptions that you can get. So we want proof that this is one of your medical exemptions. I'm like, excuse me, there's a mandate does not trump the law. You have no right to even ask for proof, let alone what your medical exemption is. You do not have that right. And that's to the extent, and this is someone that works for the city. And this is what the city is pushing on them. And that's what's crazy is because they are trying to see how far they can take it because people are willing to go there, but it's completely unlawful. And they don't even recognize how much they're holding themselves liable. But what's mind boggling is, we know that they have a team of lawyers. So where are these lawyers standing? Do you not understand that it's completely unlawful? Are you so uneducated in the legal system that you actually think you can get away with it? Yeah, people, I think because when they receive letters or emails saying mandate is required, you know, people being these nice, obedient uh, citizens, right? They're like, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a law. And I said, no, it's not a law that there, you know, if it's a law, it would say legislation and it would quote the act, the number where you it's searchable, you can go to and check the legislation. And it, it's probably several pages long. And unless it, it is that it isn't a law. And mm-hmm. if it isn't a law, you have within your legal rights to say no, to say <laughs> I am not supporting this. And this is what is interesting. Um, well, it's, you know, not that really interesting. It's mind boggling to be exact, is that for almost two years, this was in many countries was one big IQ test to see how stupid and gullible people really are and what the governments can get away with, governments and the media in collusion, with the big farmer, because, you know, they, they are the puppets, And sadly, right? they can get away with a lot because people have been so indoctrinated and stuck to their TVs that they believe that the doctors are the experts and only mm. the doctors at the family doctors that they see know about vaccines or know yeah. if it's, you know, they're sick or not or what their protocol has to be. And then they believe the media outlets, yeah, you know, as if they provide real news. And it's just one big circle of corruption that they're falling into instead of being able to sit back and be able to decipher for themselves that something doesn't feel right. No one, they've lost their intuition. They've lost their logic through, I blame fluoride to a big extent, right? Because we know what fluoride actually does to the pineal gland and everything else in the body. So it it almost dumbs down a person. So between all of that, they can't even think for themselves to be able to see what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah, I I mean, I totally agree, actually. I released a a podcast episode on the uh, fluoride and the dangers of fluoride, how it is the actually classed as toxic waste originally. It is is the poisonous. And actually there is a legal legislation that the fluoride cannot be disposed at sea or our waters in the world. It's in our water systems everywhere. Because it's classed as a toxic waste. So they found a a roundabout way to put it in various food products. They found a way to put it in our water because they said, oh, it helps with your, you know. um, You're whitening your teeth and stuff. Yeah, whatever, you know, it it helps to. And even in toothpaste, yeah. Yeah, toothpaste. But it was interesting. I don't know if this is in Canada, but in, in, in United States on the, on the Colgate toothpaste, on not on the tube, but on a packet, right? On the carton, it says, Do small not print. Swallow. warning, it says, in case you swallow, contact the, uh, um, you know, poison, poison 
Yes. And it Same says, here. Keep, yeah. keep away from uh, from children, uh, you know, uh, below. That's exactly. Six. Why would you have to put that on there if it wasn't dangerous? Yeah. And I even had a, a friend who works at a dentist and she's like, well, you need it for whitening your teeth, but you also need it in your water because it helps. I'm like, what? Same thing. Let me guess. Your dentist told you that who goes to the same medical system that's teaching them what they want to teach you. But right. I was like, my teeth are white and I don't use fluoride toothpaste and I don't drink fluoride. What's your point? There's obviously something lacking there, right? Yeah. There, there is one thing I want to I wanna talk to you about. Um, the premise and the misconception or the belief, if you will, that a lot of people look at their bodies, their human bodies as um as of maybe a car as a vehicle you know as a when when we have a car right we are programmed that if something you know you get on your dashboard something flashing you take it to a mechanic so you expect mechanic is an expert to you know look what the problem is you know change the oil whatever change the parts and Mm -hmm. you're good as new right now the problem is that a lot of people globally believe the same about the human body and the doctor is the mechanic the medical practitioner is the mechanic and i say to people i'm sorry you've been duped you've been lied to doctors are not mechanics they have no skill set to um do any repairs zero in fact yes they might be they have advanced technologies they're the fourth leading cause of death Absolutely. They, they will replace the part. I mean, listen, God bless them. You break the arm, you go, you, they, sort course, your, they sort your Absolutely. fractures. And, but any, any conditions which is something to do with uh, heavy uh, levels of toxicity within your system, it cannot be treated by the medical doctors because it's you. You are the cure for everything. And, and you know, I know we've been communicating. There is this app called Yuka, Y-U-K-A, which uh-huh. you scan the barcode at the supermarket and it actually tells you um, what ingredients, what toxins and, you know, sort of chemical properties which are highly carcinogenic all the e numbers that affect your endocrine system your thyroid you know they cause cancer they cause uh, infertility and you know you find these in in sunscreen like for babies for children you find it in the in the body lotions for your baby you find it in food products you find all of this and i say well wait a minute if you know, who approved these, um, you know, dangerous toxins in our food and cosmetics? Oh, was it FDA? Was it equivalent to FDA in the UK and Europe? Yes. Oh, so you are telling me now the same people who have been approving all these toxins to be found in our food. And now they care about your health. Now this all of a sudden care about our health. Mm -hmm. They care about, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, to say, oh, it's been approved by FDA and no, no vaccine has not been approved by FDA because it's a, it's a misconception when the media puts a big sign it's been approved for, uh, for 12 year and over for 12 year olds and over it has not been approved because they are um, medical experiments until 2023 exactly. and no vaccine has officially been approved. They are currently ongoing trials. So when a human volunteers to be injected with this, they are literally guinea pigs. They are lab rats. They are part of the experiment to see if whatever they're trying to collect data, how it works. And this is what people don't understand. And and in the UK recently, a first baby died two and a half months old where a mother was waiting breastfeeding for, to the mom. Yeah. She was, she was waiting for the baby to be born. And then she went and had the vaccine two, two and a half months later and the baby died. And then there are some other cases of teenagers and it's just poison, poison. And the, you know, you always, I say to people, okay, forget what I say, what Tanya says, and people like us, which are now hundreds of millions around the world, thanks God. And 
do your own research. Like, do not do the research through the news and mainstream media. Do your own research, read peer-reviewed science, read articles, watch videos, and also ask questions. Like, like mm -hmm. if, you know, common sense, right? Where is the common sense gone? If, if this, there is no danger in whatever they're trying to inject or for coerce you to get injected with, why there is no leaflet to list all the ingredients? Not right. even, not even doctors. And there's no liability. Oh yeah. That's the thing. There's like no someone, I always say to parents, especially to parents and stuff. I'm like, you go and you buy a crib and you're sitting there and you're looking at all the different types of crib and you're looking at the reviews and you're getting idea of what other parents have said yeah. and people are saying, but yet when it comes to this, you're not doing that. When it's actually something that's going into your body, you're not doing that. And like you had used the example before we went on the recording, it's like, you know, if, if someone eats a cookie and, and, you know, they get poisoning from it well they're recalling all of those but what people like you said they don't ask the question okay well why is it recalled well of course it's obvious it posed a risk to somebody they need to recall all of them maybe it was a bad batch but why aren't they recalling the vaccines that are causing severe adverse reactions and even death because even if people say oh well it's the deaths are far smaller and it's the greater benefits so first of all when did we agree to sacrifice some people for the greater good and second of all, why the only reason that it's not being recalled is because there's no liability. And to me, forget every fact that we shared, forget anything that we've ever even discussed. Why would the manufacturer of a brand new vaccine have to indemn themselves, indemnify themselves of liability? Why? Other than the straight fact that you cannot say something is safe and effective, but then have no liability, which means if you die or if your child dies, guess what? Your doctor, the manufacturer of that vaccine, none of them can be sued. Why? Because you said yes to it. There's no liability. There is no other product in existence other than the pharma industry that is holding themselves, you know, where you cannot sue them. Above Vaccines. the law. That's yeah. it. That's it completely above the law. So if you trust in it so much and it's safe and effective, fine, hold yourselves liable. Yeah. Don't, don't indemnify yourself, hold yourself liable. If you trust in your product so much that it's safe and effective and you're going to coerce people into getting this thing, hold yourself liable. And what's crazy is these businesses, I, I recommend people usually to their businesses or employers to send them notices of liability saying, fine, if you are going to enforce this on me for my employment, I want you to sign this notice of liability so that you hold yourself liable if something happens to me because yeah. of this. And they're refusing to sign it. Of course. And it's mind boggling because you cannot say something is safe and effective and then not hold yourself liable. That right there is the biggest eye opener to say, no, no, you don't even trust your product so much that you can't hold yourself liable. That's how much you do not trust in your own product, but you're going to go and inject it into people. Yeah. And, and the people who are, you know, easily coerced into, you know, taking this experimental medical, you know, jab, if you will. Um, I say to them, but why? They say, well, you know, I don't want to lose my job. I have a mortgage to pay. I have rent to pay. I have family to support. Where I say to them, you know, um, that if you get, you know, disabled from some severe illness, right? You will lose the job and your employer is not going to be liable to pay for your medical bill, to pay for anything, because mm -hmm. now you are literally you're in a wheelchair. You know, mm -hmm. you're in a wheelchair. You, you, you look like you have a multiple sclerosis. And if two of you as parents, as couple, you know, in your and you have two kids or three kids at home, both have taken this experiment and God forbid something happens to both of you. You know, depends. Some people, some people have a more adverse reactions than others, um, and as you say, death. And this is what a lot of people they don't know. There is now, um, from what I've seen recently in the UK, only one percent uh, reported. There is one thousand seven hundred people died from the vaccine, and. Um, 1.4 million of adverse side effects mm -hmm. and these side effects require like many months hospitalization people are paralyzed 
you know, the autoimmune system has been affected. So they are still alive, but this is like almost like being in a vegetative well, state, right? That's right. And what's interesting is, I totally forgot my train of thought right now, but what's interesting is it's, Dr. Carrie Madej, like you said, we had her on our show as well. And I've done an interview with her that's actually available on my BitChute channel. It's one thing to have an adverse reaction. There's a lot of people that think, I got it, I'm okay. I know people that got it, we're okay. Yeah. This is experimental. And what people are not understanding is this, for the last 15 years that they've been experimenting with an mRNA vaccine, it never made it past the animal testing phase. And all the animals Never died. made it past it. And what's crazy is why did it make it past it? Because what were happening is most of the animals, when they first received the vaccine, their T cells were robust. They, were, they seemed healthy. They weren't having many reactions. Some of them did, but most of them weren't. However, every single one of them come the natural you know, virus season or flu season or the next you know, winter season, whatever you want to call it, as soon as that season came around, every single one of them got severely sick and a majority of them died. Within five go. years, almost all of them died. There you go. So a lot of people think right now, I'm okay. I didn't have a inverse reaction. I'm okay. Yes, but it hasn't even been a full site. It hasn't even been a year yet for you to actually come encounter with the wild virus to see how your body encounters it and how it deals with it. And so I typically say now, okay, if you might have a reaction now, Let's see in six to five years how you're doing, because yes. this is how it's going to be subtle. Oh, did you randomly get cancer? Did you all of a sudden discover an autoimmune disease? Are you getting new issues that you never had before? It's going to be so long after that they're never going to associate it with the vaccine. They're going yes. to think that it's just coincidental and they received it. Yet this is something that's been proven in the animal testing. And only now when people are like, oh, but it did go through the animal testing right now. No, it didn't. It went fast track through the animal testing. And now the people are the animals. Like you said, the people are the guinea pigs. And that's yes. what's mind boggling is just because you don't have an adverse reaction right now does not mean that you're not going to have a reaction down the road, but you're just not going to associate it with the vaccine. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I saw a meme, a couple of rats talking to each other. They said, have you had a vaccine? No, I'm waiting to, for them to finish the human trials first. Trials. <laughs> you right. know, it's like, it's funny, but right. it, it is the reality. And, you know, what you said about that, you know, five, 10 years from now, um, people are going to be paying for their, for their ill-informed choices, right? Like, ah, oh, I just want to go back to normal. I want to travel. I want to be able to hug my mother and all of that. But I say to people, you know, if you are giving up your freedom so easily, and, you know, you say you have small children, let's say two-year-old, three-year-old. These children still, they don't know anything. So 10 years from now, when you have been contributing to giving up all these freedoms that you've experienced 30 years prior in your life, now your child is like, oh, so this is what it's like, you know? We're living in a concentration camp and you are responsible. You are exactly. responsible for creating yes. the world as you see it for your children. So exactly. what's the point? What is the point you hugging your mother or traveling, going to Europe, going here, going there, if you will have not the, if you will have no world to live in as, exactly. a, as a free human being and, and your freedom it should not ever be conditional. It I should agree. never be conditional. It, it is your God given sovereign right to be free. That's to right. abide are, by like the said, law or by, yeah. you know, so, so, you know, you, you are law abiding citizen, you know, you're not breaking any laws, but I will not comply. You cannot force me. Don't tell me some mandate. Parents aren't uh, recognizing that by being complacent, you're, you're relinquishing, not just your freedoms, but the future of your kids. They're not absolutely. even going to understand what freedom absolutely. is. Absolutely. And, and the problem, which this is what a lot of people, they don't understand. Let's be honest. This is the eugenics program. You know, that's what yeah. it is. It has right. been around for decades and it's going to be around for a, because this is why they put all the shit in our food, in our cosmetics. Same thing affects the fertility. And now they are jabbing 12 year olds just as they enter puberty. And, and it's going to be five soon. And, and then, five years and, old. Enough. Exactly. And then this is what they're planning to do. So 20 years from now, when you are walking your daughter down the aisle or your son, 
and you are now two years after they got married, you are expecting them to have babies. You're like, where are the babies? They're infertile. They can't well, have babies. It's, it's funny that you're saying that because just everybody listen, like, look at your grandparents. Was there was fertility centers didn't exist and there was no issues of fertility. No. So let's just say, let's compare in the last hundred years, what changed? What changed? You're right. The fluoride in our water, the chlorine in our water, the glyphosates in our food, the pesticides in our food, the vaccines that are injected into all of us from, from birth almost in most countries. What changed other than the pharmaceutical and these organic substances being put into our bodies? Nothing else has changed. That's it. That is the reason for infertility. That is the reason for cancers that's skyrocketing. That's the reason for all these illnesses because people are all like, well, they've, they've saved lives. We've, we've look at polio has been eradicated and all these things. Well, people don't recognize that polio was eradicated far before the vaccine even came out, but irrelevant to the point, you are now el- eradicating these illnesses with new illnesses that are far more common that are destroying people. You know, their longevity is reduced. Their quality of life is reduced and all of these things. Like we never saw cancer and all these leukemias in young children the same way. It was non-existent almost. And so all these infertilities and things like that, you can literally look at the products and the inorganic things that they're bringing in and putting into our bodies is directly correlated with the sickest generation of people and kids that we have. They're creating customers, as you said, it's a $150,000 cancer treatment. And so they said, okay, um, you know, it's a trillion dollar. How do we make it a a $10 trillion business? Well, inject everybody, inject everybody with poison uh, as young as possible. And I don't know if it's the same for you, but for example, here in Canada, in, in, in the States as well, so North America, if a parent has a child with cancer and they refuse the cancer treatment, like chemotherapy, they will have children's aid at their house and remove their children. No way. Mm-hmm. If you refuse the treatment that they tell you to do, you're considered an unfit parent and they will remove your child from your home. Wow. So you can tell, you can tell how deep the rabbit hole goes and and why as a parent do you not have the choice on how you want to treat your child i want to before we go i want to talk about two things i tell you what they are and then we can elaborate so two things i want to talk about uh towards the end of this recording about immune system and what people can do uh, about their god-given immune system to Mm -hmm. help themselves right but also i want to um Tell people, tell my audience that when uh, at the beginning of this podcast, Tanya and I, we were talking about follow the money, follow the money. What does that actually mean? So, you know, for people to say, well, why is this not in the news? You know, why can't I see it in the newspapers, in the news? The reason being that all the news channels, all the newspapers, their biggest advertising contributors are big pharma. Over 98% of revenue for news channels, for the newspapers, for the mainstream media comes from Big Pharma, from their advertising budgets. Now, there is the evidence, I will find it somewhere, I'll share with my audience, but there were a bunch of guys, you know, like they're playing golf, they went to these expensive uh, boarding schools together. So one, one of them, he is working for Big Pharma, the other one is now a uh, top executive at the news channel, right? So each time he's given, you know, the narrative, what to say to his employees in the news, he's like, oh, this is not right. And another friend asked, so he said, but why do you comply if you feel that is not, that is actually immoral, that is not right to actually say this to mm-hmm. the public? He said, well, let me tell you, if I don't say exactly word for word, So, you know, even though I'm an investigative journalist by background, I cannot investigate anything. I just have Mm -hmm. to say everything Mm -hmm. because if I don't, once I tried, he said years ago, they blackmailed me and they say they're going to pull out all of the advertising and it's about $15 million a day, this one particular news channel. So he said, 
thousands of our employees will lose jobs within 30 days. We will not have money to pay their salaries. We would go bankrupt within three months as an organization. And this is the reason, this is for people who need to understand what it means, follow the money. Follow the money, it's, you know, they say, oh, the government, the government is the same. Who actually put the prime ministers and the presidents into, into the power? Who put right. them there? Who put them there? Who, who actually financed everything? You know, the health ministers and all of it. It's, it's all the same. It's all part of the same club, you know? And when you follow the money and, you know, as you said earlier, you said about testing, how they were saying to people, if you want to keep your jobs, you got to test yourself and pay hundreds of dollars. That's another thing. If you follow the money, who is making the profit out of testing is probably testing. I know probably some of the government officials as well because in the UK it was proven and I don't I'm actually it's mind boggling how come these government officials uh, they are not in prison they are not in prison actually yes. uh, yeah. and 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 it's like it's obvious that they have had. 25%, 30% shares in the in the testing kit manufacturing companies. They've had, you know, um, all of these investments relating to vaccines and test kits, and mm. they are still walking around free. And they are the ones who come on TV and say to the public, trust us, the only way we're going to get out of this we are in it together is if all of you take the vaccines and you contribute our your children for them to be jabbed with this uh, experimental poison and we hope for good we hope for the best you know so tell me your views of what you've been experiencing with what i just said well i mean like you said it's, it's essentially 100 percent following the money um and at this point i tell a lot of people it's not about waking people up anymore at this far in, it's not about waking anybody up. It's about standing your ground and finding your tribe of like-minded people that want to stand their ground and are able to decipher through this and use their cognitive dissonance to be able to see what's happening. At this point, it's okay, let's find the like-minded people. Let's feed off of each other. And let's, let's see how many of us there are. Because like you said, there's hundreds of millions of us. There's so many of us. And especially now with something like a vaccine passport, people are even more like, absolutely not. I don't want this. We know that they're building the one narrative because if they weren't, they wouldn't have to do the censorship the way they do. They wouldn't have to silence so many doctors and scientists and experts and immunologists and virologists all over the world. Even himself, you know, Dr. Maloney, who is the founder, like the, you know, of an mRNA, they wouldn't have to silence any of their videos and say, this is misinformation. We're, si we're silencing it. I'm sure you saw it right now. YouTube said now they're removing any anti-vaccine, you know, um, information, which is interesting that it's considered an anti-vaccine because you're choosing to not receive it. That doesn't make you an anti-vaxxer because you're choosing to not get this experimental one. Um, so they're coercing, coercing people more than ever. But at the same time, like I said, it's no longer about waking anybody up. It's about finding your tribe because now we could see through it. They know that they're not going to get through this far in, especially here in Canada, where you got the vaccine passport, you're going to lose your job if you don't get it. At this point, you, if you're not receiving the jab, you're most likely not receiving it. You've gone this far, you're not gonna receive it. You're not gonna be coerced. I'm ready to lose my job. And a very, very good friend of mine who's been a firefighter for over 15 years, who loves his job, just lost his job because he doesn't wanna get it. And this for me is a definition of a man. This is a true man who's gonna stand in his ground and say, I'm not gonna do it. You're not gonna coerce me right? You're not going to go. And like you said, your, your buddy that works for the media network, I hear that all over where you have to just say what we tell you to, if not, we're not having it. So why would they have to have that censorship all over the world and cut these people off from hearing their truth? And the reason is, is people resonate with truth. They truly do resonate with truth, no matter how much fluoride and no matter how, you know, unfortunately stupid, some people can be, they still resonate with truth. And they, they cannot help what their soul inside of them is telling them, hmm, that's a good question. And, and why they need to censor is because they don't want people to ask questions. They want, they want you to say, that's true. Let me look into it a little bit more. No, they don't want you to do that because as soon as you start asking questions and as soon as you start resonating with truth, this whole thing would crumble.
critical thinking, right? They don't 100%. want to. They don't want to have uh, you know billions of people um, being able to critically think and investigate and have an informed choice. 100%. They want people to just follow a particular narrative, which is suit suitable for them to line up their pockets, ultimately. And you know the whole point about the the, the vaccine passports is so they can keep. Um, giving people, as they call it, booster shot, right? Control. And, yeah, and yeah, well, control, of course. But then, you know, where the the countries, which I, I know some people who are from Israel, and apparently in Israel, they are rolling out booster shot number two. So basically, people have had two, shots. Two, two, two shots. They had a one booster three, and now they're rolling out number four. And this is one country per capita, which has the largest number of cases. Well, let me rephrase that. This is what they say in the in their narrative. But in reality, when all of these people who are hospitalized and they are sick and dying, they are classed as COVID-19 patients, but they are actually people who have been poisoned by the experimental jab two times, three times, four times. So what they're going to be doing now when already in Israel they've been doing it, people are dying and they are classing them as died from COVID-19. Right? So to push the further narrative, because the original narrative was, let's, uh, you know, give everybody in the world two shots and then indefinitely Yeah. Them into in order to maintain your vaccine passport did you get your booster two, no it's expiring. two two shots a year for life indefinitely yeah. and this exactly. this was the whole plan and the it's collapsing it's collapsing right, and who knows right, what they're right going to keep adding into each booster shot right yes absolutely and and for the audience and this is going to come to you as a surprise or maybe not a uh, friend of mine, I don't watch news for uh, nearly 20 years now. Newspapers, news, I'm fine. Nobody in my family watches news. But friend of mine said to me that Sky News apparently a few days ago announced that as of next year, government will be classing uh, COVID-19 as a flu. I believe it. Like they, they say that pandemics typically last well, two years. It, it, it so was, it was always it a flu. This? It was always a flu. It was right. nothing, nothing but, else but a flu. They're going to take that stance eventually. They're going to say, look, the vaccine worked. Eventually, at, after two years, look, the vaccine works. It's going to eradicate. Let's try to go back to normal. But the normal is still going to be, now we've got all the control. Now we've got the mRNA nanotechnology in, inside every single person. Yeah, right? yeah so, absolutely. They're gonna now, they're gonna find find another way. They're gonna find another way. I don't know, take a pill or something. I know Pfizer is developing the you know. Well, the mark of, of the beast is coming. Yeah, yeah, I know. They are I trying, but mm-hmm. but personally, on a positive note, because my podcast is called the Human Experience, that we are the spiritual beings having. Um, we are infinite, everlasting, most powerful spiritual beings having temporary human experience in this body so what you can do for your body your spirit it's just the most powerful i mean you know tanya has had these experiences in her own life with her own family and her network but for your body what can one do to help their own immune system whether you have taken a shot or not um what is your advice to our listeners, to well, our viewers? Well, for any of the treatments of anyone that I've been helping in myself, for example, as a preventative, NAC, quercetin, high-dose vitamin C, zinc, and vitamin D3 is all crucial to be taking post-jab, pre-jab, you know, even for a regular flu season. But this right now is where everyone is seeing a huge, huge difference where you're taking like, you know, one capsule three times a day. Um elderberry is still one of the best preventatives. Elderberry is an amazing herb. Peppermint and elderflower combined together is is like an ultimate flu remedy. It's fantastic. Echinacea, boost your immune systems with echinacea. It helps rebuild white blood cells. Um, I'm a big person on, you know, different types of, if you have a cough, if you've got the heavy chest, you want mullein. Mullein helps remove the mucus buildup in the, in the lungs, right? So, because there's a lot of people that are like, oh, with COVID, you feel like, you know, you have that heavy chest. There's a lot of different things. Oil of oregano, you know, inhalations. 
these are all different things. And I talk more about it in my medicinal herb guide for beginners about detoxing, but that's another big one too. There's also lung health mentioned there, but detoxing is a big one is because we're in a generation where in society that a lot of people don't detox enough. So you've got your liver and your kidney in overdrive, not being able to flush out the toxins that it needs to be flushing out. And it's so important to detox with like burdock and milk thistle and dandelion and, you know, red clover. There's so many options, but cleansing out your liver and your kidney so that they can actually remove the toxins in the body. You know, we have every single body part, like you said, it's, it's not like a car. You cannot replace these body parts. And I mean, in some cases we can, but generally speaking, you cannot, which means you have to keep, you know, if you don't keep replacing the oil in your vehicle, well, guess what? That car is going to break down, right? It's going to completely shut down and it's going to be broken in so many different places. It's very similar in terms of making sure that you're giving your body what it needs and replenishing and removing the toxins. Um, you know, there's the whole argument of the germ theory and the terrain theory. Um, but essentially it's true when they say that if you being sick, the symptoms of being sick, people are afraid of, that's where we're in a medical system that has completely brainwashed people into the germ theory to be like, whether or not people say, I, I know I talk about viruses, but whether or not viruses exist is irrelevant to the term. What I'm saying is maybe there's viruses, maybe there's not. However, the symptoms that you tend to have is the reaction of your body trying to eliminate toxins and toxicity in your body. So whatever caused that in your body, the symptoms are in body's natural way of being able to bring balance back and remove the toxicity. So if someone, whether you say you caught a virus, okay, well, you get those symptoms, your body's trying to move the toxicity. A lot of the times though, if you've got a good balance in your body where you're trying to eat as healthy as you can and be as healthy as you can, especially in your mind, because we know that the mind is powerful, you're less likely to be you know, susceptible to these sicknesses. Ask anyone who's done a detox, like an actual full you know, three-day juicing, say detox. Well, why do you get cold-like symptoms? Why do you get the shakes? Why do you feel like you're getting sick? Because your body is removing toxins. So this is natural for the body. And a lot of people now are afraid of it. Oh, as soon as I'm feeling sick, I'm scared. Well, don't be scared. Let's give your body what it needs to be able to create the immunity that it needs. Our body, our immune system is the vaccine. God made no mistake in the immune system. And that's what's mind boggling is we have multiple natural defenses that work together to be able to bring the body back into harmony. But instead we're in a society where it's like, oh, you have a fever. I'm going to suppress it with a Tylenol, right? which is doing the body a disadvantage because fever is an optimal fighting point to create certain antibodies. Or, you know what I mean? Oh, I have, you know, I'm feeling this way. I'm feeling that way. I need to take all this stuff to get rid of the symptoms. Well, you're masking the symptoms, but then stopping the body from being able to actually heal what it needs to heal and remove the toxins. And instead you're feeding it more toxins. Absolutely. Well, um, you said about viruses and actually I studied science for almost three decades, various different sciences. And uh, my, my audience knows about this. The human body is made out of 50 trillion cells. And out of those 50 trillion cells, five to 8% of the cells are responsible for constantly making bacteria and viruses, including the SARS-CoV-2 viruses. And what this virus actually is, it's, it's a dead entity, which is the way, if you, if you actually you know, spit, and you examine what you spat, especially if you've got some mucus and you know you feel as they call it, you, you've gone down with the cold, right? And you will see a lot of dead virus in there. And the virus is the way that the body is getting rid of the toxins. There are four ways that our body, our immune system is getting rid of these toxins is the urine, the bowel movement, through sweat, through our skin and through lungs. And right. usually this happens all the time and you might not even have any symptoms. You know, you might not have the symptoms of cold or flu because you have very robust immune system. But if your body has been fighting something, you know, you've increased the toxicity, you had, the, I don't know, a weekend where you drank loads of wine or you've been partying, drinking mm-hmm. tequila shots. Extra sugar you, 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 yeah. Yes, exactly. You have been compromising your immune system. Now for the next few days, your body naturally will go through heavy detox process and you will start to feel like cold flu-like symptoms. And, you know, you will feel like you have no uh, energy like you did the previous week. This is all 
you know, the perfection of our immune system. And, and another thing which the, the media has been bashing the antibodies and the government as well, antibodies, antibodies, antibodies. What they don't tell the public is that once human body has certain conditions within, you know, like bacteria, virus, whatever, once it develops those antibodies, they are there for life. And let's say you're a mother, let's say the, the lady becomes pregnant, the moment the, the baby is beginning to develop in the fetus, the actually mother's antibodies from every possible condition she had since childhood is immediately passed on to the baby in the mother's womb. So and that's why is, I say God made no mistake. No mistake. No mistake. It's too So your, your baby is born with all the antibodies passed down from the mother. And now baby's coming into this world, you know, into the physical reality. And it doesn't need any chemicals, you know, jabbed into their tiny little fragile body because it has everything. It has everything that um, the, the nature has you know, designed for us to survive and thrive. So, you know, it's just mind boggling how people are so gullible to be exact, you know, with uh, the belief, you know, it's a flu season. Uh, this is the reason why they need to advertise, you know, like, uh, oh, make sure you've had your flu jab. This is before, you know, 2020. This is, you know, yes. 20 in the past years ago when they used to advertise the cough syrups and, uh, you know, flu remedies, you know, the reason why people actually they begin to feel um, like flu like symptoms is they've been in, you know, programmed, they've been hypnotized. And now the body is saying, okay let's go into the heavy detox right That's but right. what it's i compound. always am interested in i'm not interested in why so many people get a flu or a cold i'm always interested and in, i have been studying this for for a long time now why in a household of four uh, you know of four you have a husband and wife and two kids why only one adult and one child gets the cold or a flu and yeah, the other ants. two never do and why okay. the scientists never spend so much time in researching this and getting the answer or oh, the chicken pox, right? The children have gone to a party. There is 20 children at the birthday party. Five children go down with chicken pox, but the other 15, you know, they never had it before, but they never catch it. So if you catch a disease, why is not everybody catching it? Why the 15 didn't catch it if everybody's supposed to be catching the disease? I mean, this is a make podcast. it make sense, right? Yeah, this is a podcast for another ten episodes. I mean, I, I, Natanya and I, we can keep going on and on and on and we'll on. We'll have a part three. We'll have a part three, uh, and hopefully by the time we have a part three, all the restrictions in Canada have been removed. All the restrictions in the UK have been removed. And in Australia, I hope as well, my mother, my family is out there. So um, thank you to all my listeners. Thank you to all my viewers. I love you all. This was an absolute honor to have Tanya, the herbalist, back with all her amazing tips and tricks and insights. Thank you. Keep fighting the good fight. Stand in your love, your compassion, your kindness, your truth. And uh, uh, God bless you. Absolute pleasure. Thank you, Alden. God bless you.